This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. Yes. Can we start? Yeah. Okay. Of course we can start. Who were you, who were you texting? I wasn't texting. I was looking for an article. Oh. Yes. Hello, What's guys. What's up? It's been a whole month. Yeah. Since our last monthly and recap. And what a month has it been? It's been it's been it's been a month. You had some tests and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Started studying um, economics and history. You never give up, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Second time's the charm. Cheers. Guys, Cheers. there's two guys drinking white wine gay. Um is that not a PC let question? the silence speak for itself. <laughs> um, okay. It's not gay as much as it is... I meant queer. ...homoerotic. Oh. Okay. But, every, but that's the whole concept of the... Of what? Of the podcast. Yes. I true. Mean, that's why really? people... Really? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's been four years, guys. Yeah. It has been four years. Right. I mean, I, did, is it actually? Is it like exactly yeah, on August the 17th? 10th? On the 17th. Fuck. Should have done. I mean, shit. I mean, ah. <laughs> should have done. We should have done it uh, on the exact, week. yeah, on the date? exact day. But I have a surprise for you. Here okay. we are. Oh no. Oh yeah. This is our first episode. Live from Tel Aviv. Two nice Jewish boys. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find this guy. <laughs> I got him from Fiverr. Hello, I, everyone. We're two nice Jewish boys, and in front of me is Mr. Ethan Weinstein. The nicest of Jewish boys. Yeah. Well, here we are. What's up? Uh, everything's good. I mean, except for, you know, the car accident I just came out of. But I mean, So that's why you were that. hardly oh, no. breathing? Yeah, oh, exactly. I remember that. Holding my breath I was in a car accident right before the episode. <laughs> car accident with Esty. Okay, with Esty. Are we going to listen to the whole episode now? No. Yeah, I, uh, this car stopped in front of me, I think, and then I, I, uh, I didn't stop in time, and I hit her. I, d- I had a fender bender, mm. and then she took my information. She never got back to me. Oh, so really? I, yeah, I, got thought, that, I got off that one. Sh- so free. she, she's not the girl you got married. No, to, no, no, no. Okay. It wasn't the beginning of a rom-com. Okay. Um, but here's what was on the agenda. Gal Gadot and Israeli actors trying to make it make it in the States. Oh, this was like at the beginning of Gal Gadot's days. Yeah. Before it, Wonder Woman. Was it before Wonder Woman? Yeah, 2016. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Woman was what, two years ago? Yeah, something like that. Uh, the elections in the USA... As perceived from here. <laughs> wow. And Olympics, 44 medals to the USA versus two to Israel. Should we give up? 
<laughs> Wait, uh, I want to see when Wonder Woman was made. Anyway, so yeah, so four years. 2017, yeah. It was, it was before uh, Wonder Woman, before yeah. Gagadot was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody knew who Gagadot was back then. Right. I mean, they knew her from, like, Fast and the Furious, but, like, they didn't know her. But we knew. We did. And we told her, we Gal, did. you're going to make it. We we're like, Gal, we got to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Never she heard never back. responded. <laughs> <laughs> but she will be on the show one day, guys. We one promise. Day. One day. We promise. Even if we have to break <clears throat> an entry to her. Uh, no. Nevitzedic no, do not say that. Apartment. That is. Oh, and I, and j- oh, hold her kids ties. hostage until she agrees to the interview. That's, I think that might be illegal, like <laughs> what you just said. Not even doing it. Um, but you know, I think in four years from now, we'll listen to this episode and be like, oh my God, that's before Gal Gadot came on the podcast. Right. Also, it's been years and that'll be the moment I shoot myself. <laughs> like, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Live on air. It'll be, it'll be an episode to remember. Right. Wow, dude. Four years. Yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations. to us. Congratulations. Yeah. The longest yeah. commitment that I've ever made. And you, that you never will make. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As yeah. I told you the other day, like it forever, it'll be a longer relationship than you have with your current wife. Yeah, with all due respect to Shalon, yeah, this is this is a longer <laughs> commitment. We have to break up for like a year so that like my marriage is longer than this. <laughs> so yeah, so wow. uh, guys, right. you, the the episode is out there. It's very embarrassing. Yeah, don't listen to it. Don't listen to it unless you have to. <laughs> but uh yeah well, someone's holding a gun to your head uh, but yeah go, it's go nice listen to it. it's nice so what's up uh, so many things are going are taking place right now yeah, yeah there's this thing it's not on the agenda but um today um so a few months ago during an operation in the territories um there was an arrest of a terrorist in this village and this idf soldier Oh. Ga- Gal, oh God! Gal something. Okay. No, no. Don't uh, pull a uh, a Chaim Topol. <laughs> I'm pulling a Topol. <laughs> You're pulling um, a Topol. Uh, oh God. Okay, guys, I'll I'll we'll write his name. But a uh, very uh, IDF uh, soldier um, was uh, murdered by uh, a Palestinian a guy through. Um, a brick. Ah, yeah, by throwing a brick on his on head. his head from the top floor yeah. of a building. Um, and they found this guy and they imprisoned him, I think, or they shot him while arresting him. I'm not sure. No, I think they 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 caught him. They caught him. He, yeah, he re he react reenacted the uh, the scene for them. I remember reading about that. So um, today, so there's a there's a, a thing, Amit Ben Igal. That's the name of the uh, soldier. Of the soldier, Zal. May he rest in peace. Um, so today, so what's going on? He, the thing is, guys, when such a thing happens in Israel, they are, um, they want to uh, ruin the home from which, like the terrorist's home. Yeah, the, that's the, the, the home of the family. Yeah, that's the yeah. common practice because they found that it... Um, it prevents the terrorists think twice before um, committing the act if they know that their families won't have a place to live in. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
always the family's appeal to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. against the decision. And today the Supreme Court ruled that the IDF cannot um, demolish the home of the terrorist because he has a wife and eight kids and it's not their fault, although he operated from this home. This is the first time? Um, I think it's very rare that they don't approve it. I mean, they... Well, they, it's never reached the Supreme Court. Or has no, it, it always, Supreme. always reaches. And, and it reaches and then they usually approve Usually it. they approve, although we, throughout the years, like in the beginning, they would demolish the entire home. And slowly but surely, uh, the Supreme Court... Um, Said you can only demolish it, this part yes, or that part. Uh, eventually it became it became. You can only demolish his satirical. Room. Yeah, you can only take down the Hamas poster in his exactly. room. Exactly. Eventually, like today, they're doing ridiculous things, like ruining one room or something, and then they rebuild it within a day or some ridiculous stuff. Um, but yeah, today they really said like you can't do anything more or less. Yeah. This is this is like a huge issue, by the way, guys. Between in Israel, uh, it's not so much an issue in the states. We've done episodes on it bef- uh, in the past with uh, Talia Einhorn. Uh, Michael Oren has talked about this on the podcast before. But basically, the uh, relationship and the power dynamics between the Supreme Court and the legislative and executive branches. So, mm-hmm. like the different branches of government separation of branches, separation of powers here in Israel, the judicial has a lot more power than it does in the in the United States. Uh, it's not as politically uh, uh, it's not as political um, of of a platform. I mean it is, but it's not a, they're not political appointments. Right. Um, we don't have any means to deter terrorists from committing their acts like, Today, they have lots of incentives to actually kill and commit terrorist attacks because they get um, money from the PA. Um, If they get caught and put in Israeli jail, they have a high likelihood of being released in some exchange later on and living a pretty comfortable life until that point. Also, if they're Israeli Israeli citizens... Along with, like... Uh, you know hundreds of their friends so and basically they go to like a a, a, a terrorist camp where yeah they hang out with them it's usually pretty fun down there with with meals and it's not it's not a joke you're no, not no, joking i'm not joking there's this um terror balance between the like jails in israel guys <laughs> it's not orange uh Maybe it is, is the orange. new black. It's, it's not Guantanamo black. Bay. It's not Guantanamo Bay. No, and it's not Oz. It's uh, it's pretty. It's it's a joke basically, especially if you're a Palestinian uh, terrorist, because there's this equilibrium of fear and powers between the prisoners, as in any prison. But just a, a large amount of the prisoners are. Uh, uh, national security prisoners, pr- right. prisoners that are you know in prison for. And there's the status quo where they get pretty much um, an auto- autonomy. Want. Yeah, they have this autonomy there. They can party. They get all the ingredients to throw huge fe- feasts and yeah, and they get visits. They yeah. It's pretty. It's not that bad. One of the most famous, uh, one of the most famous restaurants in Israel, 
דוקטור שקשוקה, is actually a guy who started his way making שקשוקות in prison yeah. for the other prisoners. Right. He would, you know, he knew the guards, he would get all the ingredients, and he would make שקשוקות, and then, you know, he became well-known, and they started calling him <laughs> דוקטור שקשוקה, and now every single American who comes to Israel knows דוקטור שקשוקה. That yeah. guy started in prison. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that the state has not much options when it comes to deter terrorists. And the fact that they knew that if they'll do something, their family would remain practically homeless, that really helped, according to specialists, prevent and... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if it helps or not, though. That's the point, right? Is that, uh, is that it's not a decision for the Supreme Court to make. I mean, there's nothing unconstitutional. They're not even citizens, right? They're not citizens, exactly. So there's no... The, 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 the Israeli law does not... Uh, Abide. Does they, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not uh, relevant for them. Mm -hmm. They're not Israeli citizens. So you could say that we need to abide by certain international laws of war or, you know, mm -hmm. the Geneva Convention. That's fine. But this isn't a uh, judicial matter. This is a executive but here everything is judicial matter. matter yeah so you know it's but I don't think it's just terrorism I, there was another story this week about uh, the father of a uh, social media um, yeah uh, icon no here in Israel. yeah she's a she's she was, a chi children's star she, yeah she's, a, she's an Instagram star she's yeah. a yeah you know social media personality right Uh, and she's this young girl. She just, uh, I think, drafted to the military. Mm -hmm. And her father was basically, it was discovered that he uh, created a fan page for Onen all her Biti. fans. Onen Biti is his Onen name. Biti. He created a fan page for all her fans. Um, and, you know, many people subscribed to it. And then kids. he started, uh, many kids. Girls, young girls, some of them as young as, I think, 12, 11. Mm -hmm. um, and he basically uh, elicited them to send him nude pictures. He sent them videos of him masturbating. Right. Um, If so, it were America, America, how much uh, would he get? Possibly a life sentence, 20 years in prison. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. These kind of sexual offenses, I, I'm not a criminal justice lawyer, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he would get a... Very severe sentence. I read, uh, I read an article that said that he might have gotten uh, a life sentence. I'm not sure how accurate it is. But he would definitely get much more than what he got here, which is... Three months parole. Nine months, I think. Nine, nine months, months uh, community service. Community services, yeah. Nine months community service. Not, not a, a single day in jail. jail. Where Barifaeli's <laughs> mother... <laughs> oh, my God. Barifaeli's mother, guys. If you don't know, Barifaeli was involved in this... Barfali is the supermodel, I, I guess everybody knows her, yeah, right? Yeah. She got um, hooked up in this huge scandal where she allegedly... Evaded taxes. Evaded taxes in tens of millions of shekels yeah. and uh, fraud and stuff like that. Uh, and um, eventually her mother um, came took to the, save... Took, yeah, took, yeah, the, took the, the blow. Took the, the bullet. And she's going to sit a year and a half in jail... <laughs> Uh, for those tax so, yeah, so he, offenses, for tax, tax evasion. which is fine by me. I mean, I think tax evasion is severe, and if you do it in with such huge numbers, you should sit in jail. Ah, yeah. But 
But it doesn't Guys, make any sense that there's no justice. Is, this yeah. is the point I think of this whole conversation. Yeah, there's no justice in Israel, or there's not. It's I mean, random. there's justice. It's random. But no, yeah, I don't know if it's 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 not so much rent. Like I don't know. I I, I mean I, I haven't done a, a comprehensive study on it, but it's not so much random. You it just hear, feels you're prepared. Yeah, yeah. It just feels that it is not. Uh, justice isn't served. Not like ever or at all, but to the proper degree uh, mm-hmm. and contextually, right? Yeah. So you have a sex offender who ruins the, scars the minds of 10 years old, 10 year olds, and he gets nine months community service. And then you have, you know, a woman who gets caught for tax evasion and serves him a year and a half in prison. Mm-hmm. And then you get terrorists who smash the baby's head in with a rock and sit in prison for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and then get exchanged for yeah. uh, that person should be put to death. I mean, you know, uh, what was his name? Um, the one that was exchanged in the Gilad Shalit one. Uh, ah, I don't remember. Sus- I can't remember. He's a famous terrorist. He bashed a baby's head in with a rock mm-hmm. and, and then he gets released. So... Sometimes it feels like, and, and the the argument is usually we need these, you know, uh, judges, you know, these uh, these intellectuals to kind of uh, watch over the crazy politicians who have all these, uh, you know, uh, malicious uh, interests, you know. Um, but in the end, you find that they do this. You know, they yeah. give a they give a sex offender um, nine months community service. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable. Anyway, Seth Rogen. Maybe Seth Rogen has a point. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth Rogen was on Mark Maron's podcast recently. I mean, Mark Maron's podcast. It's not as good as our podcast, but it's an okay podcast. It's a decent podcast. It's decent. It's decent. He gets a good amount of downloads. (laughs) Uh, So here's what Seth said. Maybe you read it. No, no, no. You go. You do it. He said, and we quote, You don't keep all your Jews in one basket. I don't understand why they did that. It makes no sense whatsoever. You don't keep something you're trying to preserve all in one place. Especially, especially when that place has proven to be pretty volatile. I'm trying to keep all these things safe. I'm going to put them in my blender and hope that that's the best place to. That'll do it. Yeah. And then he said that he was fed a huge amount of lies about Israel during his youth. And he said, and we quote, they never tell you that, oh, by the way, there were people there in Israel, Palestine, yeah. Palestine. They make it seem like the this I didn't get the expletive. Expletive is like doors a, the fucking doors were open. Oh, uh, okay. I, it's I a, see. It's you know. It's a uh, so those are the quotes. So first things first, to Seth. So For, wh- the first part's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's funny. Like I, I don't know how serious he is about it, but it's it's kind of funny. I. Yeah, unless he's serious. Like, if, it's funny, but it's stupid. It's pretty stupid. Eh. I mean, the, to me, the, the most annoying thing is when he says, they never ch- tell you, by the way, there were people there. Seth, darling, <laughs> there were people in, in America, too, before 
you guys came. Yeah, but he would probably tell you, yeah, that's why uh, we need to. I can't do a Seth Rogen impression. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what would he say to that? That's why we need to pay reparations, and America is built on mm. uh, on on the blood and tears of uh, no. na- Native like, Americans. If you're really slavery. serious about about that um, ideology, then you should. Uh, move out and let give your, your house re- to a native it, american give it give it all to them yeah. i mean if we're fair if you want to be fair and square yeah, yeah. that's the decent thing to do yeah you're living on a uh on uh yeah tribal occupied land. Uh, tribal land so you yeah. should uh, you should vacate your house and give it to a native american yeah i mean uh if it's, it's true yeah no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's, uh, it's who the is benefiting from it's, these sins more than the people who themselves who are, you it's know. It's amazing how 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 Americans and especially from certain parts of politics politics in America, they forget and they talk about the occupation and they talk about the Palestinians Guys, I mean, look at what you got, your ancestors did, did, okay? Yeah. Focus on that. When you solve that, you know what I just read? Fascinating. Did you know, do, did you know that the Indian Native American uh, reserves and reservations in America, they're going to be the last to open after COVID How come? hits? Turns out they are so traumatized by the viruses that annihilated them when the Europeans invaded, that their whole approach to viruses and sickness, they're extra, 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 extra safe and careful. Because of the small They were the first to to close, and they'll be the last to open. That's what I read, at least. I don't know if it's true, but uh, it's interesting. I think the issue is that, like... Everything is taken out of context. I mean, first of all, slavery and some of the things that uh, uh, the forefathers or, or, I mean, certain Americans or colonialists did to Native Americans was pretty horrific. Some of the things that Native Americans did to other Native Americans and did to colonialists was pretty horrific. Uh, everything's taken out of context. Mm-hmm. It's like we're the best. Ben Shapiro has a great line: "We're the best people who ever lived, and we're, you know, pure." <laughs> it's like you. It's so easy to look to the past and say, like, "Oh my God, there were," you know, they they forget to tell you there were people here. It's like okay, yeah, there was also a war, and there was a Holocaust happening, and people were looking for you know their ancient homeland for some security and. There were also Jews here, by the way. And there were also Jews here who were getting murdered by Arabs, mm-hmm. by Arab rioting. Uh, there was every... also a lot of land that was bought legally yeah. by Jews from Arabs. Yeah. Loads of land. Loads and loads of land. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, and, and another point, I think, when he says, um, I don't know if uh, the f- we, we were fed a huge amount of lies about Israel. I mean, dude. I mean, you have internet since what? In America, since 93, 94. Yeah. You have books in the library. What do you mean you were fed lies? I mean... Go read. Go read. Bye, guys, by the way, go listen to our podcast with Benny Morris. Benny yeah. Morris is an Israeli historian. Um, 
one of the authorities on uh, on Israeli history and on the expel expulsion of Arabs from uh, from Israel. Um, and it's much more uh, complex and nuanced than everybody says. Okay, yeah. so Seth, most of the Arabs, listened? most of the Arabs left because they were told to leave by their leaders. They said, "Vacate your homes. We will finish this war in a few days, and then you'll be able to return as victors." Okay, so they left voluntarily. Some were moved out of harm's way by the military, and some and stayed. And some stayed, mm. and some were expelled by Israeli military. Mm -hmm. Some, a very uh, relatively which small is fraction, which is completely legal by any you know. It's it's what has. And again, listen to the episode. But basically, the the short explanation is: if you're going through a neighborhood as a military, and you don't know who's a uh, who's an enemy and who's not, then you don't leave chances and just leave people behind in houses. Okay, so that they can pop out and shoot you or kill you or throw a grenade. You clear the way and you say, get out of your homes, leave. We were, we're 500,000 and they were millions and millions. So It's a war. Yeah. But, but even in that case, a, only a percentage, less than half, were actually expelled from their homes forcibly. Also, so many None, stayed and now and yeah. today their descendants are... 20% of the population and they're, yeah. they're citizens with all the equal rights. Look at Haifa. It's like a uh, uh, completely divided city as far as uh, Arabs and Israelis. Yeah. And, and Jews. Um, so, yeah. Seth, get your S together. Yeah. No, I mean, the first part's funny. Uh, but, yeah. yeah I, just... I, mean, I mean, yeah, okay, it's funny. But when you look into it, it doesn't make much sense. I yeah. mean... I mean, in America, Jews are... Also, look at the Holocaust. <laughs> we were First spread all, we all across spreading, Europe. Yeah. And, and they put us all they together. They brought us together, yeah. yeah. So, um, and it, also in America, for example, um, you're spread it out really, really thin. And uh, yeah, you're, you're being uh, assimilated. Yeah. So if that's something you're up for, that's legitimate. Yeah, how Jewish is Seth Rogen? Like, not, I mean, he's Jewish. I'm not coming to say Seth Rogen is not a Jew, but how, like, how culturally and traditionally Jewish is Seth Rogen? And his grandchildren. How, yeah, exactly. And his grandchildren. My, my next point is how culturally took your and, next point. and traditionally will his grandchildren be and yeah. their grandchildren if they stay in the United States? Yeah. They won't remember. Yeah, that's, that's maybe the blender he's talking about. Yeah. So if that's <laughs> what you want, so, okay, it's your call to make. Yeah, it um, doesn't make much sense. And then he, uh, and then he uh, apparently <laughs> there was a text that came out that he said that his mom made him do it, which is so like, <laughs> oh god, that's like it's so weak. Yeah, I I don't know. Very it's also funny, but I don't know if he was trying to be funny or if it's just funny. Like, um, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, Seth Rogen. Yeah. So, uh, Trump gave an interview to Axios. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where he came, he came out like a bumbling idiot. Let's uh, give it a quick listen. I think it's under control. I'll tell you what. How? A thousand Americans are dying a day. They are dying. That's true. And you ha it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything we can. When I so, I sent this to you. Yeah. And you had some funny points to make. Well, I mean, he's an, he he came across as an idiot. He said some pretty insensitive things. So politically, that's just dumb to say it is what it is. 
But when it comes down to it, like I'm not a politician, so I'm not afraid to say it. It's true. It is what it is. What he should say is that it's not the government's job to fight COVID. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just not. It's not uh, like that's what he's that's what a I think like a traditionally Republican conservative candidate would usually have said, like, this isn't the place of, of the government, small government. We're, it's a disease. It's a pandemic. There should be private enterprise to find a solution to this. We should all maybe put out guidelines and we should try and avoid this thing as much as we can. But in the end of the day, it's a disease. Like, what are you yelling at me for? And I feel like then he would have made the the like he would have made the reporter look like an idiot. But the thing is, he was trying to fight on the reporter's like home home field. Yeah, he was always on defense. Yeah, like if you're trying to argue with someone about COVID, about how uh, you're not do like like the government isn't doing enough, and and you're fighting from a point like that the government should be taking care of COVID, then you're always going to lose unless your numbers are really really good. Like, mm-hmm. unless your numbers look like Israel, you're going to lose that argument. Like, you're doing Our numbers a bad are job. that good. Uh, come on. Wait, like, deaths okay. per million? Or yeah, but, but sick per million. We're the, the highest in the world. Okay, but deaths is what really interests me. I mean, right? Like, that's what matters. If you're sick and you get better. And severe cases are also... Yeah, I mean, if there's a, all of a sudden a huge spike, then then the the story will change. But like, as of now, we have 600 deaths. That's not like, I yeah, mean, it's, relative it's, to our population, we're doing better than Sweden. But again, I but think we're Sweden still pretty did better. We're we're still pretty closed up. We're still yeah. I heard uh, yeah. Here you have no cultural events whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the I government's think bars, making it rain. I think bars are. Like bars that can't uh, have seats outside are closed. Yeah. (laughs) There was a funny story. Did you hear about the story in New York about bars? No. Where they, so it's like, what's a bar and what's a restaurant, right? If you serve food. And so then they started having to get, and this is always the problem with government intervention is that then you have to start drawing lines and definitions. And so it's always best for as little intervention as possible. But this is where it got funny. And the government was starting to find what's a, What's food in a in a bar? So they were serving peanuts or whatever pretzels and bars. How many like, peanuts? Exactly. They were like, no, it needs to be food like a hot dog or a sandwich. <laughs> it's like what? What is that? Like how is that a law? It's, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe the lobbyists for the hot dog companies were, you know, yeah. put some pressure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. So yeah, so I think that it's the sim- it's the same thing. I mean, you're you're taking such. But a... the, the point is, you can't say that like you're contradicting yourself a little bit because you're you're using the good Israeli numbers when it comes to death, but then but those little numbers have something to do with the measures that were taken by the government. Here. No, but that's what I'm saying. I said I think Sweden did better because I don't think. That I, I don't think that that should be like your argument. Like, look, less in Sweden of us, they don't even put masks. By I the said, way, I said I think nobody that, yeah. puts masks. So I don't in think Sweden. they did necessarily a hundred percent the right thing. But I think that as far as government intervention, meaning they didn't do a lockdown. I'm saying that I don't think that your the the metric for how well a society dealt with COVID is how many how little uh, people died, right? 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but their fear was was wasn't necessarily death. It was it was the the, the healthcare system that would be overrun by. I uh, think that's always a secondary concern. It's a secondary argument that you get to after you talk about civil liberties and you say, um, you know, and then people are like, well, actually, what we're worried about is the fact that maybe some people will. It, the healthcare system will get overwhelmed, and then people who don't have I COVID mean, won't be able to. Hospitals like, a week ago sent an, an urgent request for uh, here. Here, I heard for, heads of hospitals talk on the news about how they're not near no, over capacity. No, but they, but their their problem is because of of COVID, um, all the usual um, income lucrative uh, operations like. Uh, uh, operations like brain surgery <laughs> uh, or yeah whatever. they were all postponed and now they had no income for six months and now they're all about to go bankrupt so they asked the government for so much because all, all all hospitals here are essentially owned by the government uh they asked for huge amounts of money now to support yeah. them and now nobody's nobody can tell them no right the government is basically just like leaking money at this point yeah and um i mean yeah we're all gonna pay for it in the end they took loans in london but we had uh you know 10 percent of the deaths so it was all worth it last week we got a stimulus check of uh like what 200 dollars each yeah something like that i haven't gotten it yet oh yeah shalando's got it today and my dad that's because you're uh, anti-libertarians <laughs> don't yeah, get it. Suck, suck, <laughs> like, you don't like us, you don't need it. I would enjoy the government if they operated in that way. They're like, well, you don't. Okay, fine. So you don't get our stimulus. <laughs> they were like super sensitive about criticism. Yeah. Polish. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, so I I don't know I think yeah. I, there's good news coming about out about COVID though I sent you the article about yeah. T cells so let's let's read a little bit about it so there's basically this guys you can't a, see it but I'm doing a skeptic face you are yeah why you're you're skeptic about this skeptical about this uh a bit I mean it makes it makes sense why basically you take your phone out of the the case the yeah. case broke. <laughs> So I still haven't, and I went wow. to the store to get a new one, but they, like after a oh, year, right. they don't sell the cases. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the, the title of the article in the New York Times is the coronavirus is new, but your immune system might still recognize it. So apparently there's this thing called T cells. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're these like immune cells that uh, have memory basically. And they remember, so they might, coronavirus, coronaviruses are a common type of virus. COVID-19 is a specific strand of it. It's like a cousin, if you will. Uh, but there are, you know, there's there's cells that are immune cells that basically have memory and they remember similar viruses and then they know how to cope with it if they see a similar virus. And this is something that is well known and exists. And they're saying that it might, uh, actually mean that 20 to 50% of people in some places might harbor immunity assassins called T-cells that recognize the new coronavirus despite having never encountered it before. Uh, might. There's a, there's a series of studies. This isn't one study. There's at least three studies cited here um, that all corroborate this. So I'm just saying it's not like uh, – it's not – concrete uh it's not like uh, this is etched in stone this is the final it's story very little but it's solace to the 100 and something thousand dead dead in america and millions 165, of sixty-five thousand. yeah yeah not much solace to them 
I mean, solace, no, but it's <laughs> it's uh, it's solace to the people who are. You can uh, read that article in the funerals, though. Look, most <laughs> of these people are above seventy. Uh, oh, yeah, that's cool then. I mean, most people who die are above seventy. Let's try and save all deaths. Like in the end, people die. Uh, they die of one thing but or another. They die, they die sooner rather than later. Not necessarily. They might have died this year as well. They might have died even earlier. I guess we'll I mean, never know. They might, they might I have mean, died earlier is not a logical <laughs> sentence. But. If it were up to me, I'd kill them earlier. <laughs> no, they might have They might have died of uh Yeah, of but cancer, the ger- their German attack. counterparts did not. Okay, I understand that. Every death, first of all, it should be said. And I, I this is why the discussion is like so uh i think superficial and low and non-intellectual because everybody tries to drive you into every a conversation between us is non-intellectual no be- because the side that tries to argue for government intervention for how like it basically loves to cite the death count and how awful this thing is and how you don't care about the die the dying and the dead uh, if you argue against government intervention or if you even cite a piece of optimistic news I don't care about the dead. Uh, it's little solace to the dead. So then the other side is forced to say stuff like it is what it is, mm-hmm. which is what Trump said back yeah. to the to the a- a- Axios uh, interview, which is exactly the point. In the end, politically, it was probably not the smartest move, but he's right. I get it. It is what it is. People die, and coronavirus sucks, but people die, and. The but people is, in Europe don't die. In Italy, they don't. They they stop dying. In Germany, they in stopped. In Italy, they, they stopped dying. In Germany, they stopped yeah, dying. But in Italy, they stopped dying probably because it, it burned through the population. They took a no. huge hard hit. Yes, the idea that lockdowns, New York lockdown, it has the highest rate of death. Italy per never million. reopened their schools. Okay, but it's not because the idea. Even Anthony Fauci, who's the uh, the the who was the advisor for the the. Uh, the chief special. surgeon mm-hmm. um, said that lockdowns, he doesn't think lockdowns are the answer. Lockdowns are not necessarily beneficial to this thing. The idea that locking down is going to, is going to solve the problem is not necessarily true. That doesn't, it doesn't, uh, the data doesn't suggest that the evidence doesn't suggest that New York, New Jersey, California, all these places that are locking down have the highest death rate per million in the United States. New Jersey's number one. New York's number two. They lock down everything. It it doesn't it doesn't make sense that I mean Sweden that didn't have one lockdown has a much lower death per million rate. It's, has about a third, high. a fourth actually. Still I think, pretty high though. No, five hundred per million. Whereas New York is like a hundred uh, is like a thousand seven hundred. So that's like less than a third, and they didn't do a single lockdown. So lockdowns don't seem to be the answer here i i don't know what is but again i don't think that the the idea that like it it seems to me just cheap to be like people are dying and that's what seems to be the interviewer's point here people are dying there's there's no doubt that when you look at the situation here they did uh, lockdown they they still have so much so many restrictions and what you have here is an economic disaster and relatively good numbers. We're- I'm not sure that it's because of the government intervention. I think it's because, one, 
you know, contrary to all the anti-Semitic tropes <laughs> that have been, it's really funny because it flies in the face of the anti-Semitic tropes that have been around for centuries that Jews spread diseases like, you know, vermin. Mm-hmm. I think contrary to that, we are actually, we're smart. And as a whole population, we're smart. And we're disciplined. And we're disciplined. Mm. Meaning that the older population got wind of this. Most of them were like, all right, I'm not seeing my grandkids or whatever. I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving the house. I think many of them stayed home. Your grand, your grandparents, the second they got wind of this thing, you didn't see them for months. But I don't think it's representative. I, I must say, absolutely. You 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 met you went and visited your parents and your grandmother and not my grandmother. No? I didn't see my grandmother for for a few months. I didn't see my but grandmother. But you were for there recently. Months. Yeah, because no. you can't go on forever like this, man. I mean, it, like. It, but did you keep your distance and and wore masks? Yeah, for the first few times. But again, no, that, you can't, less time. You can't know. Okay, we still do it. Uh, again, that's the thing. Sababa, that's... But, but that's what I'm saying is like it, it's it's generally speaking, we're at a, a level up from different societies, I think, it's, I think it's... from the way that we're disciplined and the way that we're treating this thing. Um, even without the government intervention, people were very careful, I think. I, I think people I, I don't think so. Not Israelis, never. But but on the other hand, we paid a, a big price, which I'm not sure it, it, it was worth it. It's a big question. What I can tell you for sure, and people don't talk about it, and to me it's super annoying, it's so not PC to say, but when you look at the top cities, the red cities here in Israel, okay, 90% of them, if not 99%, are Haredi and Arab cities. Okay? And, and people don't talk about it. You won't hear about it anything anywhere. Yeah, but, but you know why is that is. Har- because they have huge families. No, I don't think and so. They I think it's very... because it's socioeconomically you're you're at much lower socioeconomic uh, status there. And it, that okay. that's it, always it all true. has to do with like it, they are yeah, it has big to do families, with big families or, uh, or social that they don't yeah. work. It's all has to do with each other. Yeah, but it's not because like, you know, of uh, and also and also they went to they pray, they went to synagogue, they went to mosques even sometimes illegally inside and sometimes outside, but still maybe someone didn't wear a mask. No, but again, and it they... doesn't have to do with, with prayer per se. I don't think you would find the same numbers in the uh, national uh, religious community, like the Datile Umi community. You wouldn't find the same numbers in the Arab middle class community. Like, you get what I'm saying? No. Like it, what are you saying? Meaning that if you take Arabs as a whole, then yes, you will, because many Arabs and many Haredim are low socioeconomic level, right? But if you separate them by income, I guarantee you, you'll see that actually it's the lower income Haredim and the Arabs that are really driving up the average. So, there, but it, Meaning it doesn't it's, matter it's about, why. It's, it's it, the, the, no, it, it does matter, but that's, that's what but, I'm saying because pinpointing. But it Haredim, all has to do with each other. We have a problem with these populations. Do, have you compared that those populations to just other Israeli poor people? I get, I bet you that the number in just the poor population, meaning if you take people who are under the poverty line and compare it to the Haredi and the Arab communities, it'll be similar. I don't know. It's, you have lots of poor cities in Israel, like uh, Dimona and uh, Migdal Emek, and these cities are not in the in those charts. Yeah, 
They're not in those charts. And the point is, like my point is, it's not like I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say, we have a problem. We which knew is, that, which, which is... The uh, damn Jews. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem is these populations, they don't work, okay? In, uh, in Haredi and Arab populations, um, in Arab populations, usually you have a, a, about one um, provider per family instead of two. And in Haredi, you have even less than one in average provider in a family, okay? These populations rely on us. Like, we, we pay for, for them. We pay for their children. Because we live in a welfare state. Yeah, and yeah. they're making tons of children, which they cannot afford yeah. to maintain. And they live a very... Um, it's food. Close quarters. Close quarters. And it all has to do with with everything. Everything has got to do with everything. So Yeah, but what 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 are you suggesting? Like what's the like that okay, that's a problem. And I, also what and I'm also, saying is that <laughs> I'm saying this, I'm saying this. I yeah. argued with my mother about the healthcare system here and I told her, "Listen, if these people knew that um they need to pay big sums if someone gets sick, they'd be more careful. They'd be more careful in, So you want to find them? No. But because we finance Ah, I the, see. The, Meaning it costs education. money if you because get sick. Yeah, we, like... we finance the healthcare system. Everything is financed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the worst case scenario? Someone gets sick. Someone we take them to the sick, hospital. We get them to the hospital. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the same with having children in the first place. We'll make another Maybe child. We'll crippled. make another child. Yeah. What's the worst case? Like, they'll never starve because we, yeah. because we get... So there's zero responsibility in those populations. Yeah. There's not zero responsibility. There's an incentive to act uh, yeah. irresponsibly. irresponsibly. The more kids you have, the more money you get. Nahal. You're not incentivized to go to work. Either. I mean, why lose your unemployment? Exactly. So um, everything's got to do with everything, I th- I feel. And yeah, no, I, I agree that that's definitely part of the problem. But I'm saying that generally speaking, I just don't like... I'm just not comfortable with the idea of like uh, putting it on... Uh, it's our responsibility that there are communities that that basically live off of the welfare state. Oh, yeah, a, of course. A, as a whole. And I think that I, I'm not comfortable at, like, um, at singling out like specific communities, like the Arab community or the Haredi community have higher levels of whatever coronavirus. I think that, like, generally speaking, it's a, it's, it's, socioeconomic so the lower you are on the socioeconomic rung the more you know and are, there, there, are, yeah, there are are the lowest exactly because so of there the are reasons. more arabs and there are more haredim in the lower uh, socioeconomic levels but it's it's just it's a matter of being at a low socioeconomic level um and then you have to ask yourself like yeah why are those cultures uh not so getting themselves out of the that 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 yeah. rut so yeah there is an issue there but Anyway, yeah, Corona never gets old. Never gets old. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's still around. Um, so there was a huge controversy. Controversy. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so we, I don't know. You guys heard about the explosion? I'm assuming. Of course. But just for those Beirut. of you who haven't, there was a huge explosion in the port of Beirut, uh, in Lebanon. We had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. We had nothing to do with it. Nah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, allegedly, like, yeah, you, you always should add the the word allegedly, but 
for anybody who follows Israel military operations knows that this is not the style of Israel yeah. to attack in this way. I mean, uh, if Eitan was the PM... Yeah, maybe. maybe <laughs> no. Chas <but laughs> v'chalila. means God forbid, guys. Um, no, seriously. It's not Israel's style. Israel, like, when they're trying to... I was we listening like to... Kalman Libskin was saying that every time Israel wants to uh, assassinate a, a Hamas uh, military leader, they basically do this thing called knock on the roof, where they, they drop little tiny bombs on the roofs of all the neighbors to let them know. Yeah. Bombs that don't even penetrate the roof. Yeah. It just makes a loud sound so they know we're coming. And they drop pamphlets all over the place that say, this is the guy we're after. If you're him, stay. If you're not, leave. <laughs> and then they expect the guy to still be there. Yeah. And they drop a huge bomb on his house and level the neighborhood when no one's around. Um, so they go through all this trouble. They're not going to bomb Lebanon like that. But anyway, there was this huge explosion in the port of Beirut. So far, the death toll is around 160, I think. Uh, thousands of injured. 160? Not hundreds of dead? Uh, last I read, it was 100. It was close to 200, but it I hadn't reached it was, 200. It I won't be it surprising because, you know, there's still, uh, as as with any of these types of incidents, there's still, you know, m- many messy people, many injured, yeah. critically wounded. So the death toll is rising into the hundreds. Anyway, we offered help. Yeah. Although, if it were vice versa... But wait, just just a little bit of the background. Okay. This was... Uh, it was basically a storage of ammonium nitrate. I don't know about that. That's the official story. I don't buy it. I don't mm, buy the story. There's... there's. I mean, isn't there evidence that, mm, like... No, not really. Not really. Like, looking at the explosion also and the colors and, like... I don't know. Anyway, so the the the, the official story I is there was a storage more... of ammonium nitrate, which is either for fertilizer purposes or for explosive purposes, and something set off. They say fireworks set off uh, uh, an explosion, it ignited the ammonium nitrate. Which... In reality, it was Hezbollah-related stock of explosives. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, the explosives very might w- may well have been for uh, military no, purposes. They published this forged story about this ship that sailed yeah, in 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the story behind the ammonium nitrate isn't clear, but it seems that it was ammonium nitrate okay. and that it exploded. Ammonium nitrate can also be used to make explosives, chemical warheads. Mm-hmm. Um not maybe not chemical warheads, but they can be used to make make explosives. Anyway, the the bo- the, the blast was huge. Uh, I mean, it, it's some of the some of the images and the videos are disturbing. But it was basically it looks like a small nuclear bomb. I mean, mm-hmm. There's a mushroom cloud, and uh, it wipes out like you know, it also hundreds of meters. Uh, burned through like a quarter of Lebanon's wheat yeah. uh, reservoir. Wheat stock. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was right next to the port. Yeah, and they have they're already food in a, problems yeah. even before that. So now they're, they're already in a huge economic crisis. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we offered help. Uh, Not we, <laughs> like Israel. Israel, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, offered help. Two and JP offers <laughs> help. Yeah. To, yeah. Um, so Israel then, offered help, and the uh, uh, the mayor of Tel Aviv, Ron Khuldai, decided to light the city hall building yeah with the flag of lebanon as an act of solidarity yeah and then there was huge debates here 
whether or not it's pathetic or it's um, admirable. So what do you think? So at first I thought it was, I was very pissed by it and I thought that it's virtue signaling, it's pathetic, um, it makes us look weak. Many Lebanese tweeted like things like, well, also would love to light uh, your municipality with our the fire of our rockets and stuff yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and in, I, I mean, it's an enemy state. And also, many people who fought in Lebanon were offended by it. It triggered them. Yeah, they lost their friends there. So I was r- really pissed off. But then I had a conversation with Hanani and Naftali, our friend who was also a guest here. And he's a very big vlogger, and m- lots of his audiences are Arabs, mm-hmm. like from Arab-speaking countries. And he explained to me that uh, it's actually a good thing because he says that there are so many people in, like, so many. He's he's because I said like, what's next? We're gonna put the flag of Iran on yeah. on next time there's an earthquake in Iran. I mean, what's the red line here? Yeah, but he told me it's different because the Lebanese flag, uh, unlike the Iranian flag that was altered after the revolution, like it goes so much be, uh, Oof, farther back, farther further back, and the Lebanese people uh, are not necessarily our enemy. There are so many people there who don't want to be an enemy, and that they love Israel, and the Maronite and it, Christians, and, yeah, and it goes, and also also Muslims, yeah. And, and the Sunni Muslims. I mean, you, you never know. I, I'm sure there are also she some one she Muslim <laughs> in Lebanon Maybe. who doesn't hate us. Okay. Yeah. Um. And and he says like this photo it reached so many people there, and it helps. It helps and it shows them and they hate Hezbollah, and it's a good thing. It's a good PR um, move. Good PR stunt. Yeah, so I, I was know. pretty I, I, convinced. Like he's a pro, and I was like, if he if he says, I guess no, he knows I mean, I think what he says. He's very influenced also by his audience and what they he say. He said to him. people wrote him. Yeah, they were they're very excited by that. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that that's uh, as important as you know uh, pride. Not pride, but the the sensitivity is one of like you said the 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 uh, people who fought in Lebanon. It's it's an enemy state, like you said at the beginning. It just seems kind of like it's like if in during World War Two, the Nazis had some disaster happen that was unrelated to the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and and British America, and Churchill would yeah, yeah, and Churchill like lit up the Big Ben with a Nazi flag. Like what, <laughs> Winston? We, we, yeah, what are you doing? The flag is like may if. I'm not against doing some uh, some um, uh, like action that uh, expresses solidarity for the victim, like with the victims of the attack, or you know commemorates the victims of the attack, um, um, and expresses empathy. You know, because some of the stuff that came out was really horrific, and it really makes you like. I don't know if you saw, but there was a video also of a shopping mall. No. Where you see people all of a sudden, like the explosion happened, and all of a sudden people just storm flying the- around. No, people on fire. Oh, really? Basically, people on fire running around. Oh my God, I didn't see that and one. And people trying to help them and put them out. And, like, people 
just burning alive and it's horrific and it really is horrific and i think that like it like any human should empathize with or you know should uh, it, it should hurt them to see those kind of images and to think that people had to suffer in this way mm-hmm. is hurtful but the flag is a national symbol okay those people were not the lebanese flag and those people aren't like the lebanese flag doesn't necessarily represent them and they aren't the net lebanese flag so i think putting up the lebanese flag is 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 something else and the point that he made about the lebanese flag going further back is interesting actually i would be interested in hearing about that but like in the end whatever its historical context is today it represents lebanon which is controlled by hezbollah so it seems to me like just a ridiculous act do something else you know yeah. do something else put TLV up tlv municipality has billions of shekels in its bank account just Fuck. sitting there <laughs> yeah yeah not joking no but i think i think sending aid is also just a, just a stupid idea like i think if you're going to provide aid it has to be absolutely direct like it was for the syrian uh, uh victims mm-hmm. of the, the, the victims of the syrian civil war yeah because there you get some payoff from the intelligence right and you're also sure that the aid that you get that you give goes directly to the people yeah. here it'll end up in his balas and yeah they'll use our first aid kits the money will come right back at you yeah <laughs> But in a bad um, way. Um, I think but what was pathetic is Macron's visit there. Yeah, what was that even? It turns out, like, France conquered, uh, occupied yeah. Lebanon. So they still feel like they're... <laughs> they're the, 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 the owners? Yeah. The Baalei yeah. Bait? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. They are so involved in Lebanon for some reason. It's like their colony, as far as they're concerned. And they, like, report on what's going on there. And they feel responsible. And... It's so like the so most we, pathetic. It's a weird relation. It's like it's like if the if like uh, uh, Boris Johnson yeah. came to the U.S. I was like, you guys okay? <laughs> yeah, or to us. Yeah, yeah. Or to us. So so what? <laughs> I mean, he went there and what? He just he, made a speech. He said that he's gonna offer a new governmental. Yeah, I saw that they uh, actually pledged a certain like. Uh, like millions or hundreds of millions. Yeah, of but he euros. also wanted to offer a new deal, like a new pact, a new form of government or whatever. Like he, he really feels like he, he's. Yeah, that's gonna solve the problem. Yeah, they had a 15-year civil war, and their country is in <laughs> disarray ever for you. since. But Macron shows up on the scene, <laughs> and he's like, "Guys, I got an idea. Let's we just have... live in peace, yeah. and we live happily <laughs> together." <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Just because you said it in a French accent. Sounds yeah. like a good idea. Also, foie gras for everyone. <laughs> yes. Foie gras for you. Foie gras for you. <laughs> what, a, oh. what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well... Can we skip the list? <laughs> I just got to say, guys, look up George Floyd body <laughs> cam footage. To the last five... People who still yeah, listen who to still us listen. after look up George Floyd body cam footage. It's uh, it's just it. Considering that this set America on fire, I feel like it's important evidence. Okay, it's like a court case for someone being murdered or someone or something, and then like you know the the person's put to death, and then evidence like this comes out. Like just just look, just just search for it. Noted. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Proud of you, man. (laughs) 
Look what a little Lynchternet did to you. Lynchternet. I like that. Yeah. Lynchternet. That's pretty good. Did you get that? Did you make that? It's a Hebrew word. What? Lynchternet? Yeah. Ah, voilà. Yeah. Nice. All right. Okay, guys. So, see you next year, I guess. Yeah. In a year. Five years. Oh, monthly. It wouldn't make sense if we did a monthly recap. Every year. Every year. Yeah, but I mean. It would. It would Let's celebrate the year re- in a raise year. Raise a lot of curiosity. Let's yeah. celebrate yeah, the five yeah. years in a year is yeah. what I'm saying. Definitely. If Definitely. we'll make it. But like, like if we don't die of corona. Yeah. yeah. Like if you get corona and die, wow, man. <laughs> yeah. Huge. You'll go to my funeral and be like, I fucking told <laughs> no, you I'll read, so. No, I'll read the, tea, the T-cell article on <laughs> <Yeah>. your funeral. <laughs> I know I made a speech. (laughs) (laughs) That would be hilarious. The coronavirus is new, but your immune system might still recognize it. Eitan, we'll miss you. (laughs) Okay, guys. So before we go, we collaborate with the Jewish Journal, jewishjournal.com. We collaborate with Arutz Sheva, Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com, and also ajn.timesofisrael.com. Yes. We are on YouTube, and please subscribe because we need to get to 1,000 subscribers. Otherwise, and then we can get paid by YouTube. Um, yes. And also... Yes, yes, yes. Subscribe. Go to YouTube.com slash... Um, two NJB. Two Nice two Jewish, Jewish Boys, <laughs> I think. Yes. Just, <laughs> just go to YouTube and search Two Nice Jewish Boys. Go to the boys. YouTube and search for Two Nice Jewish Boys yes, podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And donate. Donate, you guys. We do this on our free time. So help us out. Go to 2NJB.com slash donate. Uh, and, you know, send us a few of your spare bucks. Thank you so much. And see you next time. We have some very exciting episodes coming up. Yes, yes. No spoilers, but some really high-profile people. So stay tuned. Including Ethan's auntie. Aunt? Really? She's coming Yeah, out. I booked her. Wow. I'm going to talk about baby Ethan. <laughs> Tough, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.